practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. It's Henning jumping in. Well, it's Hemming, it's Hemingway starting it off. Yeah. I'm Hans. You guys haven't been Casey. recording yet? Always be recording, but we were talking Maybe about I'm... you, so it can't be on the podcast. Yeah. Henning? So we'll bleep it out <laughs> until you jump in, and then we'll keep it all above... <laughs> Above board. It'll be about 12 minutes and 21 seconds of bleep. <laughs> just a tone. Just this harsh tone. Good to see you guys again. Likewise. The, the, as well. the reason there was a stall there is because I'm working on my... I got a hum. I got a buzz here. I don't like it. So I got a buzz in my headphones, guys. I'm working on it. Oh! Alright, It is. it has to do with that connection. I'm clean. I'm clear. What a way to start the podcast, guys. I got a lot has happened. Punching. A lot has happened. We've got impeachment. We've got acquittal. We've got the Iowa Bumbles. We've got New Hampshire happening tonight to keep it evergreen. But guys, fuck that. We're coming right back to the jerk practice staples. I got two things, and one of them I just found out before sitting down. The first thing I wrote down is regarding a new documentary mm-hmm. I saw on Ted Bundy that was produced Ooh, by the his Amazon longtime one? girlfriend. But the real revelation, yep, they talk about his atrocious murders, kind of rehashing the same stuff. Guys, Ted Bundy has same a brother. Same. Ted sure. Bundy has a brother named Rich. Ted Bundy Rich has a brother Bundy? named Rich Bundy. Rich Bund? And he fucking lives in a camper behind a ramshackle house, and he is haunted somewhere i think in oregon maybe washington northwest there is a man there's rich bundy is in a camper somewhere and for all and you know what that's where where you go to get away from it all to go off the grid he parked he parked his camper otg in um uh what do you call in the middle of the sidewalk in uh astoria or at portland what was that part of town avalon yeah, where's the Goonies? That's is that or Astoria? That's Astoria. That Astoria. Yeah. You're looking for a neighborhood in Portland. Though? Yeah, wherever the the mm. crusters put up their tent and say "Go around, or I'll sue you." <laughs> that's that's the entire city, right? <laughs> but guys, Portland burn. Rich Bundy buries the fucking lead because as I was walking into this podcast, as I was walking into this room. I hear a undeniable voice coming from the television. A beautiful, dulcet tone. I don't know if that's the term. Mellifluous. A, uh, a mellifluous yeah. voice. And I'm like, wait. And the voice is saying a, the, the, a contradictory name. So I, my brain is about to short circuit because it is the voice of Katie Seagal, better known as Peg Bundy. Talking mm-hmm. about how she's dating Dan fucking Connor from Roseanne because Peg okay. Bundy is on what? the Connors, the spinoff of Roseanne after Roseanne lost her mind and got fired. Oh dating my God. Dan I thought you meant in real life. No. I thought real life too. No. Guys. This is even better. Up. This is fake real life. mixed up character names and ask her names out of nowhere we were. The two pores <laughs> have merged. To make the Into biggest a, oh. poverty half hour of television. Oh, my that stomach exists. hurts already. 
The is poor she dying of some disease? Probably. Like, there's a sadness looming. Something bad's happening. Peg Bundy was in the in a bar. As I turned over, I went, Meg, is that Katie Seagal? I'll I'll, I'll call her by her name because that's fair. I said, is that Katie Seagal? Yeah. She went, yeah, of course. Well, what do you mean, of course? What do you, you mean, mean, of course? course? I've been watching. What show is this? She's like, it's the Connors live. <laughs> I was like, Peg Bundy is currently live as we're speaking, talking yeah. about John Goodman's character, Dan, and somewhere in a parallel universe. Al Bundy is doing is a jig towards hootsie the... Hootsie tootsie. finally, Peg's not asking for his crank, you know? <laughs> She's got a, finally got a piece on the side, and Al can get a piece of mind on his couch. Get some peace and quiet and watch his Netflix. Oh, man. As long what as his it? new girlfriend, Roseanne, stays off Twitter, sure. Oh, oh uh, can you hey. That would never happen. Peg Bundy Penning. is Peg Bundy was the Peg Bundy was the other vote other than Romney that voted to against her party. Peg <laughs> Bundy is a true blue American. A true original, one of a kind. It's one of a true, just like Mitt. Is she playing uh I know you're trying to transition to I'm impeachment. Not. I'm not. I'm really not. <laughs> I, I just all I have is uh, Henning, but, uh, that was a s- that's what I got. smooth. Why you, why would you call attention to such a smooth transition? Mitt Bundy has a brother named Peg, Peg Bundy. <laughs> Mitt Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> the least known <laughs> Bundy brother. Yeah, he was the fifth Mitt. Mitt. Uh, what is Mitt short for something? Mitt Mitchell. Mitgummery. Mitgummery <laughs> <laughs> bum. No, Mitt's like one of those names you, like, with confidence give your shit heel kid. Like, it's not short for anything but Mitt. Two T's, one I, and one N. Right. Is it's it long like, for Mitt with one T. Is it an Ivy League exactly. thing? <laughs> like, my daughter's name is Bunny, and this is my son, you know, Tammy. Sock. I don't know. I don't know. Sock. <laughs> Sock. <laughs> or I met a guy f- named Belt once. Oh, I like that. Really? Definite, definite hippie uh, lineage. Given by his parents or the Earth Mother, or did he just go down to downtown, change <laughs> his name, name to by parents? I gave my name's uh, you know fucking Tool. This is like the band, not like because I am one. This is not to slight the culture, but is he of Native American descent? No, because in some no. tribes they they say like like to when they name their child. Ooh, this sounds like I know what I'm talking about from a short <laughs> White story I read. Native American culture to me, please, Hans. <laughs> from a short story I read once, the first thing you see is a symbol of the child in that birth. So if you go outside and your son was just born and you see an eagle, you say. My yeah. son is Eagle Feather, and this short story had to do with like mm-hmm. literally the the child's name ended up being like Soda Can Brings Rainbow because somebody saw the sun hit a soda can and it created a rainbow. So I didn't know if this guy was like Al Bundy, and he just looked down at his hand going into his belt, and he said, "And my son's name's <laughs> going to be Belt." Just Belt which, though, Belt's not doing anything. Uh, which is actually funny because be I was one. last time I hung out with Mitch. He's been reading this book, uh, Killing of Crazy Horse. 
Okay. And I guess, like, Crazy Horse's, like, right-hand man, like, his ride-or-die dude, his name was, like, Two Long Arms. Okay. Because he was, like, short, but with really long arms. Mm. But he was, like, straight up the Joe Pesci of that crew. Yes. Because everyone would make fun of him because he's little with long arms, but, like, he just big-timed everybody. And I guess there was this, like, super important meeting where they're like, we're going to meet with the white men. We got to, like, fucking be on, you know, fucking pins and needles here. We got to make everything cool. Dude just showed up naked. Just rolled in with his long-ass arms, just naked. Was just like, fuck you guys. You know, I want to... I'm, I'm Jerry Longarms. I want to circle yeah, back to... That. I want to circle back to where you were going, Henning, before I interrupt us with this fake transition to impeachment because I don't have anything. But <laughs> on that, Casey, I think we're doing ourselves, storytellers are doing us a disservice by whenever Native American tribes are depicted, it's like broad strokes. This is the tribe. And sometimes they're like, yes. this is, you know, it's generic. Like, this is an angry guy who's jealous of this guy who's a more peaceful, like, yeah. Native American tribes have some Martin Scorsese shit going on with real deal characters that are not getting their due, Mm -hmm. whether they are. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of Pesci characters and then there's a lot of noble characters. Give me the Pesci's. Give me, you know, Pesci Eagle Feather. Spicy. Sorry. But give me some Pesci's, and I just think, like, with more and more stories coming out like that, like Mitch is reading that gets into more specific figures of history, hopefully that'll come more and more to light, because I feel like we don't get that. I'm not going to use the, I was going to say punk rock, but they're they're more, they were the fucking, like, insurgent faction of the, the, the tribes then, like. They wanted to fuck shit up so they could go out and fight. Yeah. Yeah, like, right. They didn't want peace. So they just were like, fuck you. Fuck this. Like, this sucks. Fight me. I want to fight you. I want to fight him. I want to fight this guy. And they just were like, which, you know, we can identify with. They were just like, we're right. In we're the, young and we're right. In the words of Malcolm X, stop singing and start swinging, baby. Yeah, exactly. It's totally that. Yeah. Um, Kenny, sorry. Dude. Let's get back to... Uh, where you were at, because I'm I'm sick of like um, interrupting you. So sorry. Where are we at? All I it wanted, better be all good. I, to know <laughs> I know. It it is not. Um, I just wanted to know: Is Katie Seagal playing Peg Bundy in, in the Connors? See, that is a That's brilliant God question. She and point. could. Is it a true crossover? Disney owns ABC, which owns the Connors, and now Disney owns Fox, which owns Married with Children. So literally, legally, she could be playing Peg Bundy. Uh, Without any, she is. So, Henny, not like I'll ever see this. This this small little tidbit, Casey, you freakishly put that together really quick. Really, I gotta say lightning quick which is amazing and we can have a i guess they could bring roseanne back disney's not the most ethical moral company but it maybe sells, roseanne sure. stays away but man a bundy roseanne hovner's cover <laughs> baby what pegs what do you think hey over under 
Al and Dan get to get get along, or are they contentious neighbors? Mm. I get along. I think they get along. Al likes to work on the dodge. Separated. Yes. Obviously, they're they're divorced. Oh my god! So they're divorced or separated, and Roseanne has died of a drug overdose. Spoilers for those that don't haven't currently followed the show. So she's dating. That's a way to Dan Roseanne right in the. She's dating yeah. Dan, and Bundy still lives next door, and he doesn't. It doesn't bother him. He's like the he's like uh, Kevin Spacey, scandal noted from um, uh, uh, American Beauty. <laughs> for American Beauty. Where, uh, what is it? American Beauty. What's it called? Bundy's yeah. out there just pumping iron. American Bundy, just like flirting with <laughs> cheerleaders. What is the name of that movie? Is it American Beauty? American Beauty. It American is. Okay. Bundy is perfect. American you Bundy. You already got it. Yeah. Where he's like, your wife is out with Dan Connor, and you don't care. He's like, no, no, it's great. And then, he, and then <laughs> at least someone took her. And then Chris Cooper kisses Ed O'Neill on the lips and. You know, Ed O'Neill is the only wet shoulders. Scrunches his back oh, collagen is a, in yeah. the rain. Oh, Other man. man who could have done that scene beside Kevin Spacey. Because think of like dopey young Ed O'Neill, like you know, like when Al Bundy gets like <laughs> punched in the face by the fat lady at the shoe shop. So she he gets kissed by Chris Cooper and then just does that like whoa. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I right the the side. Side look to the camera. Yeah, like, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Ed, can we, uh, take it again? Yeah, please. it is American Bundy. Mitt Bundy. I think they would get along. To answer, finally answer to your get question. Back to it. Sure, sorry. And what about Bud and... I was just going to ask you, over or under, is Bud Bundy dead? <laughs> of I mean, opioid overdose? Come on. He gave the, he he was they were both in Roseanne's car foaming at the mouth. They were doing <laughs> hot, doses hot doses together. Yeah, for sure. Bud Bud, Bud Bundy sells, you know, the the opioids to Roseanne. This is the good shit. Oh, I only yeah. I only smoke this shit. Yeah, that's right. See, this is the, this is the season finale. This is where you're like, are we gonna get American Bundy, Pegzan the the mega show the super group of a show or aren't we because bud sold roseanne the hot dose yeah uh henning have you been working on deep fake programming because american <laughs> oh. bundy would be easy it's like got the <laughs> yeah. same amount of like characters even annette benning <laughs> is peg al is i forget uh kevin spacey daughter yeah yeah uh, that's well, weird lester burnham that's weird if, uh, well, yeah, that's weird if Bud is the weed seller and the daughter that's dating him is Christine Applegate. So that doesn't work. Maybe Marcy something. You know, I'm getting off track. <laughs> Hunky, you got to bring back Hunky Steve or her first husband. Was that also Steve? They're both Steves. Okay, that's what I thought. I saw, well, I mean, I, I probably mentioned it, but I saw the actor who played the first Steve in an off-Broadway play called Silence the Musical, which is a Silence of the Lambs musical. And he was... I mean, I mean, of course. He, he played Steve Bundy, yeah, but he was absolutely incredible. He Who was, did he play in the... He played Hannibal he Lecter. Hannibal? Yeah. And he was, was fantastic. Say, was he top billing? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, he was like the you know, the kind of B C list that kind of gets people out to it, but I think more so uh to be fair to him, he was just certainly uh apt for the role. He was he was dynamite. And I'm, and I'm not going to lie, about every 60 seconds of watching it, like 55 seconds I go, "God damn, he's killing it." And then 5 seconds I go, "Man, I'm so close to Steve from the Bundy show." <laughs> it's <laughs> the great. Bundy show. <laughs> <laughs> and then back to my reverence. It was like when I saw Peter Scolari in a Broadway show called Magic Bird, which was about the rivalry of Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Wow, incredible. They have a, The staging was beautiful. They had a full basketball court on stage. Not a full-size court, but a full court. And mm. the way they were doing their lines, they were they had real basketballs, and they had to like make the shots and everything. But Peter Scolari was in it. So I'd enjoy it, and then i go... God damn! I forget who that is. Uh, he bosom was buddy. bosom buddies. He was like co um, played against Tom Hanks. He was in Newhart, which is where I was getting because I kept going like, man, I wonder if Newhart is on Hulu. Like so, I'd be like sixty <laughs> seconds. I'd be like, this plays okay. It's just okay. Scalari's crushing it because it was one of these super small cast plays with only like six people, but they each played you know, four characters each with like, mm-hmm. and so Scolari played like a fan and a coach and da, 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 da. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's yeah, good. But I mean, new heart. I wonder what Hanks is going to do with him next. So then I would go on a Tom Hanks tangent. I missed a lot of the plays where I was going. Hanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, man, I wish Tom Hanks was in this. Man, I. Lena I, Dunham's dad from Girls. Oh, I guess yes. That's, yep. I know. Yep. I still, I've there yet to see that show. As Meg would say, because it has a female lead. She is really... <laughs> she's exposing a lot about me that might be subconscious. Meg Zan coming out hot, swinging. She, I, I haven't watched Handmaid's Tale. I never watched Orange is the New Black. It's just coming out. That's a new one. She hadn't watched it either. Girls. I, after watching one episode, I have reservations about continuing The Watchmen. I know that makes me a pariah, but... And it's not because of that, but she's like... Aren't all these aspects telling? Don't these have sir? something in common? Yeah. And they don't, oh. but I mean, I don't know. I can't see myself. Not to, I would say <laughs> if you're going to watch any of the shows you listed, put girls last. Interesting. Because it's a female cast. In an, no, no, it's just it's New York in and around yeah, you don't the time. Dive we, were, in the deep end. we were in New York, so you're going to be annoyed. Uh, it annoyed me when we watched it. Like it's just like it's whiny Williams it's whiny Williamsburg people. Right, right. Kinda like that. I Orange is the New Black is fucking hilarious. I've seen it I've seen the one episode where Justy was in it for five seconds. Oh, of girls? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of yeah. of Orange is the New Black. Oh, he was in both. He's in he girls and in girls. Orange is the New Black. Really? Justy oh, yeah. if Justy listens, just hey Justy, this is to you. He's crushing it, man. He just posted like 15 pictures of himself, all with different frames. I don't know if he's an influencer now, but it just I like his glasses work. He can like pull off any. He's ba- uh, This is like in a hundred percent envy and awe. Justy Lang is 2020's Elton John, where he can fucking pull off any crazy look, and you're like. That's pretty damn cool on him. him. And then I put it on, uh, yeah. and they try and you know 
swish me away to some back alley where they right where they you put look the like types. The, on the costume bag for Elton John, you look like the guy in the Elton John costume. Right. Yes. Thank you. Doesn't yeah, fit. I look like I'm wearing a costume. Glasses are right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So, um, big ups, Justy. Um, yeah, Justy's in two of those shows. Watchmen's good. Did so you watch Watchmen? Shit. I watched the first episode like you. I quit after the first because I saw Damon Lindelof's name on the end of it. Ooh, I don't know the Who's reference. Name? Damon Lindelof, he ruined oh. Prometheus, this writer that I don't like. He oh, yeah. He's a trash. lost writer. So he lost, yeah. offended He's you in the some showrunner way? of the show. Was he a, did he, is he a me tooer or do you just not like his handiwork? No pun intended. I don't like his handiwork. Oh, wow. Good for you. That's devotion. So no, no Joaquin Phoenix style scoundrel retribution, second chances for Henning, huh? I don't know what you're referring to. Let me get to it. So Joaquin Phoenix got the Academy Award for Best Actor for Joker. For I yeah, watched the awesome. Oscars. And I was having this long discussion with Johnny. And it's merely a discussion. Um, so it's it's not a judgment. But of course, anytime I say that, you both know what's about mm-hmm. to come. Is yeah. in all the acceptance speeches I've seen, which are two now that I say it. So let me say it right. Mm-hmm. He has prefaced his um, points, and he likes to make points on the environment, on veganism, on on many th- on things I support. He doesn't, like mm-hmm. I said, he doesn't need to be the mouthpiece that makes me support it. That's for sure, and do what you wish. But I find him slightly manipulative and disingenuous. Not a judgment, but I guess it is because he. Like He's kind both of, of those things. Kind of. I mean, it's, like, it's you looking at him and judging him to be those things. Yes, right. Well, he just comes sure. across like, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it because, oh man, I'm really struggling because I'm not sure if I should say it. And I'm like, you're the fucking Joker. You're one of the greatest actors uh, of our generation. You're composed and you have points to make and don't deliver it like you're a scared little kid. Just because you think that's going to put my guard down and you can deliver no, it. No, it's an affectation. No, totally. Yes. He is a yeah. master manipulator. Like, yes. He is in control at all times. And part of it is this, which I uh, am not a fan of either. As soon as he accepted the war, people were clapping. He said, don't, don't clap. Don't. Why would you clap for me? And I'm like, well, they're clapping because you, they just called your name and you're walking up there for the award. He's like, don't. I'm a scoundrel. I'm a louse. But you gave me a second chance. I'm like, well, all right. So that's where, anyways, that's my reference, Henning, scoundrel louse. He's an oddly Donnie Lindelof. He's a methody guy. Like you never know. I don't know if I've ever seen the real him in any interview he's ever given. There's always that veneer. Oh no, he has a disdain for interviews. I think that border borderlines on annoying to me. Can you when like he's in the heat of it, like mm-hmm. I'm like I can't, like you're the best guy for it, like for, in particular for Joker, right? And I think part of the the campaign for the crew, like every like Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix in particular, went out and were just like, 
people are going to hate the Joker because of what the movie is about. A fucking right. nerdy guy who gets pushed to the edge and like fucking murders people. Sure. <laughs> Which happens in real life and they shouldn't be celebrated. But like they were actively like, we don't give a fuck what you think. Like Todd Phillips in particular, like set the tone where yeah. he's like, I don't give a fuck what you think about my movie. Like, fuck you. Which is like, okay, like you're entitled to defend your art. But then Joaquin Phoenix goes out and does the same sort of like amorphous like like he's the perfect guy for it because he's game for it he's like i'll put on this weird character where i can like pretend to still kind of be the joker so he he's kind of doing the opposite of i didn't see any of their interviews but it seems like you're saying he's doing the opposite of tom of phillips and like he's disarmingly like it'll be so charmingly befuddled about this just weird like weird for the sake of like if I'm weird for 10 minutes, that means there are three minutes where I have to actually talk. And then this fucking segment is over. Gotcha. Like, he knows the game. It's like a fucking chess game. And my thing is, like, then just don't do it. My question is off of what you said, Henning. Is it method if, like, I know maybe he's method in his acting, but can he? I call bullshit if he's allowed to say, no, I'm method living, man. Like, you can't say <laughs> well, he, method living. He can did you? with huh? that movie. He made that movie that was like a documentary. Yeah, uh, yeah. With Casey where Affleck. He, where he was what like, was I quit. I'm, I'm not here. To yeah. I'm not here. Where I quit acting to be a rapper. Like, which is fine. It's funny. I didn't see the movie. And, and then like, he went in character on all these. On talk David shows. Letterman and others, like, Letterman. which is like totally Andy Kaufman thing. Like, yeah, cool. Like, it's part of the. Mill you, you're a fucking famous actor. Like you can either go on like Letterman and be like, yeah, waka waka waka. Right. I love being in Hollywood, or you can do this weird character. But if you're gonna do the weird character, here's why. Yeah, th- that's it, Casey. Like also, just don't do it. That's why. I, there I you mean, go. That's why I don't believe the weird character. That or that's why I call bullshit on weird character. Because if you are that weird character, you are not going on fucking David Letterman at all. Right. Yeah. You, then you get, you know, Didn't, then you oh, Letterman loved those weird characters. That's the reason to go on Letterman. Well, I, I mean I Letterman say. as a broad example of the media okay. circuit. But yes, Harvey P. Carr, Harmony Corrin, yes, Letterman. It doesn't work so well on, on Fallon. Like Fallon, right. right, yeah. I haven't seen, is he still, I mean, yes, you know what, I know it. I just haven't seen him in a long time. I don't know if he's lost his relevance or... Um, I, I, I guess I don't know. I don't really watch any of the late night guys. I'll see clips. I guess in what I see, I only see clips. And the only person I see with hot takes and hot clips is Stephen Colbert. And they're always relatively poignant. They're not even necessarily mm-hmm. funny clips. Like he had an interesting thing to say about the Kobe Bryant thing. Because he lost his dad and brother in a plane crash oh, when he was right. 10. And so he had something to, to share about that. But... Um, I lived um, in New York. Hold on. In New York, I lived with um, one of the writers on Fallon. And uh, he was always telling me that, in my my building, I mean. Yeah. And I was running into him in the subway and stuff. He was always telling me that, yeah, they have a good time. Yeah, Jimmy's really like that. But, um, like, it just critics hit him so hard for tussling trump's hair and he never recovered <laughs> his relevance after that no he didn't like, how did saturday which is Night not, recover they had his which is not fair to, 
Oh, no, totally. Like, and that's the thing. It's like, it's not Jimmy Fallon's fault because the executive producer of his show is fucking Lauren Michaels. And Lauren Michaels gave him two hours of fucking screen time. Right. Jimmy Fallon just did his job as the host of a late night show who has never, ever gone. He's never been political, ever. Right. So why would he start? So I'm in the, like, it's unfair for Jimmy Fallon. I don't particularly care for his show or his style of late night show. But again, like Hans, like you said, like, I don't watch him, so nobody gives a fuck. So and, my and, opinion doesn't matter at all. But I think you make a good point and to, to compile, like, go on top of it is it's not Jimmy Fallon's fault. He's Jimmy Fallon. Like, Jimmy Fallon really enjoys being That's Jimmy Fallon. That's why he Fallon, got the job. Like, he had, like, yeah. I'm not going to watch his show because I don't care about, like, the game showy kind of um, gum chewy aspect of it. But good, right. like. I'd fucking if I'd be Jimmy Fallon in a heartbeat. He looks like he's having a good time. You wouldn't get that yeah. out of me, and nobody'd want to watch it because, as we said earlier, I'm like a weird Elton John impersonator that lives in the shadows. But if like Jimmy <laughs> Fallon always wanted to be like a good time Charlie, and he's like a schmoozer boozer, and awesome. So yeah, it's not his. You're exactly right. It's not his fault that when Donald Trump, who everybody fucking hated and vilified, went on his show. Jimmy Fallon wasn't like hard hitting and investigative. He was awkward and Jimmy Fallon and he, he's like, yeah. let me touch your hair. Cause I don't know. That's a goofy thing to yeah. do. I thought it would be. And also for him, like who would have thought like it to me at first, I was like, that's very like dehumanizing to Trump. You know what I mean? Like, can I touch your hair? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're like fucking gizmo from gremlins. Like, right. can I touch your weirdness? Cause you're just this, <laughs> thing this weird thing he is like i never took it as like tap 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 like humanizing i took it as like degrading you know like i have a a, a very large beard and it's always like and i have it so people like you know may i touch your beard Um, can i touch it i'm like okay that's fine but sometimes people will just touch it out of hand and it's very like it's weird like it's an invasion so like yeah so putting that on trump of like him just like tussle in trump's gross stringy hair like i would have been like oh yeah like that's just him like you're like a little chihuahua dog it's like touching hulk hogan's butt the ass <laughs> don't give him a b don't give him a little b bite b bite don't do that to the hog um i was gonna say because we were going down that i guess we are talking about trump did you guys hear tom steyer in the last debate I don't know if you watched the debates, the New Hampshire debate on Friday. I watched some of it. I was on Harvey duty, so I, I caught – I was in and out. So let me I preface – What did he say? Well, let me preface by saying – actually, and I also just got a note that Andrew Yang just dropped out. Um, spoilers oh. for – yeah. Um, I want to preface by saying that Tom Steyer, in my opinion, had a really good showing in the debate and made a really – made a lot of really good points about like – unifying and stop using these weird republican talking points to vilify your competitors when you know that's all bullshit and you're just saying it because it worked for republicans and it did by the way but you're just that's me griping but tom steyer also early on it took him a while to win me back because he said a hard blacks Oh, he went, he was, the whole debate was, he committed. He said it once and was just like, I'm going blacks. 
27% of blacks. blacks. Ooh. Oh, he went. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I feel like it's back. Bees is back. <laughs> Wait. It's an acceptable term again. No, it it made my skin crawl. No pun intended. Because why would it make it wouldn't make sense with my skin anyway, but like a hard blacks, it doesn't make say, sense. Yeah, I feel like you can say the black vote, but not the blacks. He the set blacks. it up, man. It was like a rope dope He was talking about the black vote, and then he just he laid in with those jabs with just he just kept going blacks, blacks, blacks. He did. I, I'm with you. I was like, wow, he's just going. And then another a few other people said it too. Oh, I didn't like, catch I feel that. like Biden said it too. Is that when Biden I said? Wrong. I could be. Could be putting blacks in Biden's mouth. Did you hear Joe Biden? If you thought he couldn't be more out of touch and more bizarre, did you hear his insult? I wanted to bring it up since we started talking. Rooster Cogburn movie in 1959. (laughs) You're a low pony dancing turkey kisser or some crazy pony soldier. No, it was like you dog. No, it was pony soldier. That's what the end of it was, and I was like. Damn, dude! It's like you're a yellow belly. Did you serve in the war of eighteen twelve? Yes. What are you doing? And it was a constituent. He keeps like berating people that are like, "Hey, Joe, I'm wondering, you know, like, I'm a little concerned because I'm here at your rally, but why didn't we have so? Why didn't we have a good showing there? I'm probably softening it a little bit." And he's like, "Oh yeah, you ever caucus? Oh, you're a you're you a lizard liar. tongue, <laughs> dick nose egg woman." <laughs> Fuck. Maybe he's strictly trying to get the jerk practice vote by using multiple. <laughs> he's you, got my vote for you, insults. Al Bundy, Peg Zan, Cooper Just Kisser, that fucking belt yacht- fastener. <laughs> that Yahtzee of old timey insults. Like I love it. Bizarre. We should we should create the official jerk practice Joe Biden insult game. Oh, that's not bad. Just a bunch of old-timey things, and just, it's like, Cards Against Humanity, but it's like... I could uh, I could whip up a nice random generator on that. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Maybe Joe you Biden will visit nosed the end of the podcast. ginger-sniffing <laughs> tea counter? Yeah, and every tiny little taste, it'll be like, ooh, I think... Did he say blacks? Like, I think... Ooh, I don't like <laughs> right, this. Exactly, then there's like a... I feel like that was in there. Like then a hard Chinese. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> he was talking about Thailand. Why does he keep calling them Chinese? Oh, it's a different God. country entirely. Oh, man. Uh, was, was Biden out? Uh, Biden is... Should he be? Out in He's hanging playbook. on by his fingernails. I mean, he has to do good in my home state currently, so... And from the... That's what he's holding on for, right? Yeah. Uh, It's a weird road to tow where he's like, I lost bad in Iowa. Okay. I know I'm going to lose here, so is what it is. I got the blacks in South Carolina. You're like, I don't like any of your approach. He, the way he phrased that in the debate, because there was that question, and he was just very, like, he his opening statement, Henning, in the debate was like, got a gut punch in Iowa, not looking good here to, tonight. Yeah, like, he basically he just conceded mm-hmm. the state in the debate. Without a doubt. He said, I'm yeah. not going to do here good tonight. But then he's so, so hard and oddly comedy, he said, I don't but know, I got guys. 46%. 
of the black vote in South Carolina. That's more than all these people combined. I got 46% of the black vote. It's like, well, what is, that's not a thing, but it's a thing. Don't like, take them do for mean? granted. Like, that's a weird thing just to just have. And by the way, I'm down here, so I see the commercials. These pandering stooges, except for one, and I'm just saying, I know he probably has his faults, but my man Bernie doesn't have the situation. Elizabeth Warren, Tom Steyer. No, not Tom Steyer. Tom Steyer's been running ads like crazy. Uh, I guess, should I just say? It's Elizabeth Warren, and it's um, a Pete Buttigieg, and it's um, Bloomberg, Joe Biden. Uh, Bloomberg's not really playing the game down here. That's true. He's not in the race, so he's got to um, wait. He's flooding everywhere else. They are 60-minute ads of 55 seconds of Barack Obama talking. In Joe Biden, obviously, mm. he talks about um, Joe Biden. He's a good guy. He's, uh, he's this and this. And then Elizabeth Warren, he's like, she's tenacious and, you know, she's strong in the economy. And and then at the last five seconds, he's like, I'm Joe Biden. This is a pony dog soldier commercial, and I'm your Bundy. <laughs> but really, and they're like, yeah. So it's all like, I was like, you pandering scums. And then Pete Buttigieg, well, wait. he just, you know, I'll... invokes Obama a lot. Because, in my opinion, in my reading into it too far, basically they're saying, I have a black friend. I'm sorry that maybe that's me being conspiratorial. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Wait, it's this is like a, a weird three-way ad for all of them. No, that's what they're running their ads down here, using Obama as yeah. though he's their in. You know, he hasn't. That's the thing. He, he hasn't warm? endorsed anybody. He's not going to. So uh, I love that they're just taking his clips. It, they're not out of context. Like he did say those things about he these did, people, right? But he hasn't endorsed anybody. Exactly. That's so they're like, well, it's a, it's a tacit endorsement of me. Because he said something nice about me once. Both Meg and I at the same time, we were like, because it's, I'm Joe Biden, I approve this message. We're like, does Barack Obama approve this message? I know it doesn't matter because he's in basically the public domain, essentially, like, is what it is. But like, and and Meg asked me, she's like, who is he going to support? So I said, absolutely not. He's not going to support anybody until they're the, you know. There's a the nominee and then he will the support nominee. whoever that is. I would imagine, unless... The conspiracy is true that he had a secret um, meeting. What do you call it when a secret group meets uh, with like, like a black, clandestine black hoods on? They had a clandestine meeting where if Bernie Sanders gets elected, he's going to support Donald Trump. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. <laughs> I wish if the world were fucking G.I. Joe, that would that would be what happened. And the only reason Bernie Sanders isn't running as Barack Obama as his friend, because Bernie Sanders doesn't have any friends. He's got none. No, nobody <laughs> wants to be around him. Yeah. He's a fucking crank. That's why I wanted to be my president, because he didn't got to sell any seats to anybody, because he doesn't have anybody to sell them to. Right. Nobody's All he's got. Him. Politics, through and through. Bernie Sanders will be the first president to have a soup room. Like I don't just, owe anyone just any favors. I want to watch... Exactly. The news and eat my soup. I'm not, I'm not going to <laughs> oh, see the premiere of shit. China. He reads fucking magazines. He oh, reads yeah. the news. Yeah, he is. It's a news read to reader. me off a ticker. He's bringing back the Woodrow Wilson news ticker. Yeah, that's right. Uh, with the with the soup though, he'll bring with the soup. Yeah, instead of fireside chats, it's a broadside chat. Slurp. The, instead yeah. of the instead of FDR's four martini days, he'll have you know. 
a hard tomato bisque Monday. <laughs> Who was it? FDR drank. They save like four to six martinis a day. Uh, Harry Truman started every day with eggs, toast, and a half a shot of bourbon, which makes me want to throw up in my mouth right now. Thinking oh, about it. Oh, God. Uh, bourbon else? in the morning after that? Like, ugh. yeah, like just a hard bourbon in the morning? Like, that's normal? Ugh, the smell of these presents. The, just the general smells. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, forget it. Stink. They're stinkier than you think. We all know that, like, fucking LBJ stunk, but it was stink covered in, like, aqua velva. <laughs> yeah. So you're like, ah, oh, he stinks, but it, like, ugh. He smells like a new car, but with full of farts. Woodrow Wilson had, like, the teacher breath where they got too close to you, like, oh, when they were passionate. All like, coffee. I just want to talk to you, like, um, your paper is so good. Can you turn the page? I want to show you the <laughs> sentence I like. And you're like, oh, God. Woodrow, did you just have a tuna up. fish sandwich and a glass of milk? This is how you, <laughs> this is how you know. Good, this is how they elected presidents. The stinkier they are, the better, the stronger oh, they'll be. The stink lead. index, which they do not take account for in modern polling. William McKinley <laughs> smelt like like a raw steak. Oh, he's an Ohio <laughs> man. He smelt like cold bacon and crusty buttermilk. Yeah. I mean, FDR. You smell, but, that, you smell yeah. that clam chowder coming off Bernie and you know oh, yeah. this, is, this a, is a man who doesn't take <laughs> advice. I gotta tell you, Bernie leads, doesn't, stale clam doesn't chowder time, smell. Chicken doesn't liver. Doesn't have time for uh, cleanliness. Yeah. I mean, the only He's president, a hand sanitizer man. The only president that probably smelled good was Teddy Roosevelt, believe it or not, because he, like, kind of mm. came from a weird... He put out an air of, like, the do-gooder, and, like, he's out and adventurous, but he had the flower money... You know, he had the sweet-smelling Manhattan perfumes. Abraham Lincoln smelled like a fucking wet rat. And you know Dirty it. sock. Just sock. Oh, Dirt, yes. Dirty that's sock it. A dirty feet. He smelled like dirty feet. You could... He's a dirty feet guy <laughs> to yeah. me. That's... And, and you know what? And I'm not saying he was, like, unclean. It was literally his feet. You know that guy mm-hmm. that has the feet that just overtakes everything? Abraham Lincoln's feet come Stink on. through his boots. Uh, yeah. If he was wearing boots, and you know just, he didn't. He'd take his socks like, off just and reading, air them out. Like the team of rivals, like they talk about like when they'd meet Lincoln when he was comfortable, like he would sit in that one chair. Mm-hmm. He had that one footstool and he'd stretch like a cat, I'd imagine. <laughs> and those big old plank feet just stinking. <laughs> just Guys, in your that's face. You, that's how you command a room. Lincoln had his own Afghan. Big toe sticking out of that. He had an Afghan in the telegraph room. Come on. They don't call me the nail splitter for nothing. Exactly. (laughs) Sorry. Had to get in that dad joke. These toenails be splitting out of my socks. No, that was good. That was good. Fuck. I'm I'm going to isolate that and take my vocals out. Because that's a great joke. (laughs) But he did have his own blanket. And... I mean, that is just a thing you don't want in a man in general. Come on, he's not Linus. No, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a like a Native American woven gift that he just takes too much pleasure in. You're like Ugh. Abe Lincoln's like the Heathcliff of 
presidents. Yes. He's just, if you were going to animate him, he's just that straight alley cat and his big old stovetop hat's flapping open. You see fish skin, like fish skeletons in there. You see him. He's always got a scheme brewing. Greeting heads of state, and they all have these beautiful plates of old 19th century food, and he just has a trash can lid with fish bones on it. <laughs> like sloth from Goonies. He's just eating shit off of a fucking garbage can lid. Oh, man. And I mean, <laughs> but yeah, let's just be honest. Presidents have distinct smells. I have a feeling... What does Trump smell like? Brute? George, old brute? Uh, before I forget, George W. Bush smells like that guy that has too many O'Doul's. Just like, he smells like he's drunk, but he's not. I don't know if that's a bad combination. He smells like he's always just rubbed car air freshener. Because he's like, like you said, that O'Doul's guy. Like, he woke up somewhere he wasn't supposed to, so he just always smells like a like artificial pine smell. I can see that. I can see that. Donald Trump smells... God, it's like hard to define how the I gold think he coins. smells. gold coins. What yeah. does money smell like? Butter. Gold coins. No, he smells like... Cheeto dust covered liberally with with cheap bathroom eau de, eau de toilette. I think he smells like a thrift Ooh, store. Yeah, like a Glade plug-in. Ooh, like stuffy. Yeah. Like a little bit of stuff, but then like... There are other fragrances floating on top. I, mustiness. I might change my answer to, and I don't know if you guys have ever been. I'm sure you have. He smells, and it's going to sound generic, so follow me, because I'm not just saying a, a general generic cliche. He smells like a cheap suit. And what I mean by that is in like Manhattan or any place, if you go into like a fabric store, I don't know if you ever had to go in with, for costumes mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. Or a place where they just, or like, like one of those like cheapy stores that has like sunglasses and stuff. He smells like cheap, chemically treated clothing. Stuff. Yes. No. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Chemical smell. Which is thrift story, thrift store adjacent. Yeah. You know what? He like, smells like fast food farts. He smells like he farts. That's where I'm at. I mean, I don't want to. Well, don't smell the seat on Air Force One when he gets up. That's all I'm saying. Do you think Donald Trump... He's burying rocks on that thing. Or I was going to say, do you think he holds his farts? But he does, because he's not as cool as LBJ, who, I mean, forget it. Mm-hmm. Told his farts. LBJ took shits in front of you. If LBJ <laughs> had one in one smidge less shame, he would be sitting on a toilet behind the desk in the Oval Office. Just yes. missed that window. He would have been... He was the... All hail the Bund. He was the, or Bundy in chief. Yes. As close as we'll ever get to El Bundy exactly. being the president. That's true. Is Lyndon Baines Johnson. Lyndon, Lyndon Bundy, Bundy Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> 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 Flush. <laughs> um, I was going to say Donald Trump is such an egotist and thinks he's so above everybody that even though he has this horrendous fast food diet which he does it's documented it's not me like some progressive fake news but he thinks he's like above farting so it just seeps out of his skin but it still sneaks (laughs) out even when he's like trying to pinch yeah well that's just like it's you don't even get the fresh fart it's like old cold fart smell slow seepage slow seepage yeah Mm -hmm. that's his Donald slow seepage Trump. 
If a news story came about came out about him farting, he would deny it. Right. Immediately. Donald on Twitter. Trump farts. He Unless does someone not. told him to accept it. I would accept it was a, it was the dirtiest, stinkiest, the best. You had to change two pairs of pants. I dealt it so you smelt it on Fifth Avenue and I shot a cab driver. <laughs> you don't care. I deny it, but I did not supply it. <laughs> Liberal fake news. New York Times media rag. Biggest hoax. It's a witch bunt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love the what what presidents smell like. So this is this is my type of conversation. It's it, it let's if it doesn't exist now, historians who were like Doris Kearns Goodwin has worked with every president since LBJ. She's like the one of the premier. She's not the I forget his name who's got like four volumes on LBJ, but she came into her career under LBJ. He like called her like shorty and shit. She knows what he smelled like. I hope she wrote about mm. it. And she knows what I see JFK. Nixon smelled like. What Carter what Jimmy Carter smelled like? Oh my god. Mm. I was going to say not bad cuz I was going to say JFK an offensive amount of cologne. Yeah, and cigars. We talked about LBJ, kind of farty, cigarette smoky, stale cigarettes. Nixon, probably just like hot dogs, nervous hot bo. Dog and, yeah, yeah, body like odor. you know, like like when bo like permeates clothing, yes. and you just can't. It's there. Like he's like a, he wears the same jacket and shirt a lot, so he's got that like stale, flop, sweaty stink. I think Jimmy Carter... Like, I thought Carter would smell good. Unfinished basement. But not like kind of like a hippie-ish, like maybe a in, little patchouli, like a little... Ineffectual, inoffensive. Baking spice-ish. Tabbouleh, like maybe. He's a Mideast guy. Clinton again, more Colony. Uh, yeah, Bill Clinton, abrasive. Abra- Aqua Velva, maybe. And Clinton yeah, farted. He smells like an old, like an old man, like mm. your grandpa. Yeah, I don't like. Yeah, banaka, um, and then a nice banaka floater. Minty Clinton, <laughs> yes, a dynamic mint man, for sure. You could see it. Barack Obama. What do you got there? Played b ball in the morning. Could he get rid of that sweat, that stink? I say it's scentless. Maybe the absence of. He's just the coolest guy around, isn't he? We can't even put a bad smell on him. Like decent, and if like again, I picture him like a Jimmy Carter. I don't know, like just could, a hint. Just I, an just a just a. I could see Obama having a a slightly rough breath. Obama ripping hot once is dropping. Like who farted? And Obama's like, it's always me, dude. Always, always me. You think you think he's a hold his leg up kind of guy like that into it? Cause I don't like that yeah, for he, a bit. I don't want to. He smoke. He's got a little hint of that cigarette. Like oh, they, I take boom. it back. The covering, the Febreze. He's mm-hmm. very Febreze smelling. Yep, Febreze gummy, tic tacky cigarette undertone. Yep. Just a little at the finish, like a cold cigarette after all of the. What's your reaction if you walk around a corner? And you see Barack Obama sneaking a toot off of a what a camel light? What is your reaction to that? 
Do you like just <laughs> turn around like you make eye contact? Huh. Like, okay, forget that. Like he sees you. What's you his make eye reaction contact, though? And he puts it out like, oh, <clears throat> you're like, what do you say? Like, you're, what were you having a little puff there? Prez? Mr. You don't President, say that. by all means, don't let me interrupt. Probably something stupid like, sup? Hey, yeah, you know, <laughs> something dumb. Would like, you when s- I should say nothing, I would be like, yo. Fill the void. It's like, fuck would you. you. Would you bum one? Would you say, can I bum one? I'd wait till he leaves and then I'd pick up his butt, cigarette butt. Oh, I. And then I- run his DNA and find out if he was born in America. Yeah! <laughs> Under though, not over under was he born in America? Over under, what does a Barack Obama cigarette butt get you? Because that's some forensic shit. For it, it really is. I mean, we've all like seen if I were to be bums. like, right? If this is Barack Obama's cigarette butt, and I'm how not, what t- can I get for it on Etsy? I'm not. Yes, Etsy. I'm not talking about out. selling it to Iran. I'm saying what I'm the president. So as a presidential memorabilia collector, former, because I, I, mm-hmm. I haven't spent frivolously on that, which is a very frivolous hobby. Might as well be collecting maps like a Hilton. Um, but Henning, have you seen Hans's collection of uh, presidential cigarette butts? It's well, breathtaking. It's, well, I'm saying <laughs> if. There's not a lot of items out there. But a Barack Obama authenticated c- cigarette butt? How much do you guys think I would pay for it? I want to see the authentication because that's just a series of pictures of him going, finishing it and driving it into a bag, and you're like, <gasps> that comes. Then with I want it. the photos too. The photos come with it. That's authentication. Okay, you could, perfect. You could get DNA off of that. I well, think. I'm not looking to. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking to display case it. I mean to authenticate it. Oh, yes, authenticate. Yes, it's been authenticated. What's it worth to... Is he... (laughs) Is it like Barack's secret shame, Sig? Would it be be worth something to him to keep it away from Michelle? Well, (laughs) after he became president, from what I hear, every Sig was a shame Sig. I I don't think Barack Obama felt... Like, even Michelle, like, I, I don't think she would shame him. I think she'd be like, dude. Don't begrudge stop. the man a couple, but he's a couple cigarettes. Let's. I think we've talked about like, just like Joaquin Phoenix. I don't need the spiel. I don't need to be manipulated. Um, Barack, you don't go like, oh Michelle, I'm sorry, I smoked a cigarette. You just go like, dude, I'm Barack Obama. I'm come on, I'm having yeah. a smoke. Forgive me. Go away. The golf is filling with oil every second yeah. that I'm standing here. Can I have a fucking cigarette? Uh, I would pay, I wouldn't go over $200. I was going to say easily, you could probably get a grand for that. Oh, I, what I think it would go for, I'm saying what I would pay for it, but what I think oh, it would you go would pay. for, I think it would, bucks? let's say Barack Obama snuck a cigarette even once a day, which he, I don't, I don't know. I can, I would say it would go for $5,000. I'd say that'd be probably the average price right now while he's a living president. Do you think? And then in nine, and then in nine months from now, 10 months, let's say 12, I have a, a beautiful son named Barry Van Heel <laughs> who was just born <laughs> cultivating that DNA from that cigarette. And what's amazing is I genuinely think like an 
actual piece of uh, political history, like something monumentous, like Donald Trump's pen from signing the trade agreement. I can't give yeah. that shit away. I really don't think even oh, his supporters pens? are like, no. Anything from him. Like, there's nothing cool about him. There's nothing exciting. Like, I have shit. Like, I have a Christmas card um, that is sent out from Nixon's office, right? It's not, like, signed by him or anything, but it's the generic card that says, like, uh, me and, mm. uh, you know, we want it. Like, and I obviously don't support Nixon, but it's a presidential thing. Mm-hmm. I just don't. He doesn't even have the Nixon cachet. I guess maybe that'll happen 30 years from now. Who knows? 40 years from now. Nixon is fucking dancing on those hell coals right now because he's like, I'm not the worst. It is crazy, right? My shit's going up, baby. People want to buy my socks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's not Uh, the worst anymore. Does Donald Trump send out a Christmas card, honestly? Yeah. Would he sign anything with his actual hand? Uh, checks, I guess. I don't think Secret so. checks. Just, just anti-regulation legislation, sure. He's got that butthole, like, he has a printer that prints a check with his name already. Oh, he's it. got one of the I don't stamps. think he's touched a pen in fucking ten years. Did we talk about this, you guys? Speaking of, there's a new company out there. I don't know how new it is, but it is a... Um, handwriting generator company because people don't have time to write genuine notes or thank you cards or Christmas cards to each other. So what you can do is find this company, type in what you want to say, and they will create the card with actual pen and actual errors and actual pressing and then with your signature so it literally is written with pen and has like the appearance of a handwritten note with your name wasn't on it wasn't that what joaquin phoenix did in the movie her is is it i'm not sure but i i heard like, wasn't it was that his a... job in that movie was like he was the a note writer for people in real life oh man that might be it that's ringing a bell would... I... I just i would tie it all back together with joaquin phoenix which is crazy write the stories mostly but but this he is may just have just about... like typed out the heartfelt correspondence and then they the, yeah. a computer screen made it look like handwriting but it's the same it's like what we're talking about it's one step away from what Hans just described it's a uh, it, i mean yeah it was a washington post thing i heard and I, I just thought it was i don't i i didn't hate it or love it i think it's it's just the way everything well, is going i would never use it because I, also going back I, to handwriting when i was it's too expensive yeah that's it um, back at and back in South Dakota for Christmas, my brother is a teacher, mm-hmm. and Ashley's dad was a teacher, and we were all just talking about. I guess they have just started recently, like they don't teach cursive handwriting anymore in school. Oh, interesting! Like you don't learn to write like that anymore. They teach you how to print, and that's it. Hmm. I, I so we just got different. in this long discussion about like, like you were saying, you paid a company. You typed out what you wanted. A computer yeah. generated what handwriting looks like. Yep. And then a and machine I'm just saying, like, in, actually used and a machine pen did and it. ink to make like, it look like In two generations, people won't know how to like write longhand cursive anymore. Is that... 
I won, and that means that in two generations, hopefully, the need to fake out people in writing cursive. So the two cancel each other out to me. First, my first yeah. thought was, yeah, you know what? Sorry, you don't need cursive. Uh, it's cool. I'm glad I know it. And for our generation, before we always use a computer, it was a faster way to write, uh, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a little bit of both. Uh, but it's just not the way things are going. So as long as you can print yeah. and write out, but really the truth is we're all communicating in other mediums. So why waste kids time? We spent so much time on cursive. If the, if that's not the way mm-hmm. things are going, fine, shift it to something that is going yeah. to, uh, be more per pertain to their lives, but yeah. do not create a machine that's going to pretend like they know cursive because that just cancels it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that that's just no, a, and, a, something that doesn't make sense. Sorry. And my brother was of the same mindset of like if it's if it's they don't need it then kids tomorrow are going to learn programming computers and whatever. But my thing was like you're then eliminating this like the act of writing and writing well. It's like it's thinking. Like sitting down and taking the time to think through a thought. Right. Not only think through it, then put it down and then also maybe edit and take it out. Like, it, it, I feel like it's possible you could make the argument that we need it more now to because everything's just text and you shoot off an email and you shoot off a text and nothing's thought about and like there's no actual connection. It's like how many books, like going back to you, Hans, you and I are like history and presidential nerds. It's like <coughs> Thomas Jefferson and fucking John Adams hated each other's fucking guts. Right. But they spent 20 years writing each other letters, basically not really talking, but like thinking through uh, big ideas and sending them back and forth for the, for posterity, which like that won't exist. Like fucking Donald Trump going to send an email to fucking, Boris Johnson, <laughs> like that is a very thoughtful like idea of governance or commerce. No, fuck it. That is like such a good point, and and where I was saying that, and back I guess it's backtracking, but it's fine for. Uh, <laughs> sorry, ask. Um, I, it's I guess it's me putting them at a disadvantage because I would never ever ever or don't or can't maybe because they'll be from a different generation ever write anything of consequence or anything that i enjoy without writing it freehand first ever 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 yeah always and then there's something to be said and they talk about it now in the way you read stories you don't get an authenticity from it because of the software is it'll always allow you to put in a more quote-unquote complex word it will always allow you to um emphasize in ways that don't make you think on how to emphasize things naturally via italics Mm -hmm. or bold or whatever people are using that shit all the time uh parentheticals like literally the the way you read the way the content you read is formatted a lot by the program that is used so that's a really good point um and when i I do write it is in cursive uh and I don't know if that matters, but anyways, I just, I just, 
I do have to write it out first, so that's a good point. I don't know if that's only because that's what I learned, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. I would rather be writing and editing on the on the computer myself. I don't know what... Are, you, are people really not thinking before they send an email? That might be the, might be the case, but I, I think when I write, I think the handwriting is a way to make it make you stop and think about it but what if instead you were only allowed one email a day or something so and it took like an hour to get where it was going or something like that so then you would stop and think about it i don't think in other words i don't think the medium of uh just typing is 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 the problem so for me, I would never compose yeah. an email freehand and then write it. So I'm I'm more thinking about like the creative process for me as far as writing something. I write it. It's it's actually just like a technique where it's a it's like a free consequence of my procedure because if I write it longhand, when I type it from that longhand, I automatically get a free round of editing. Just from transferring yeah. from my paper that's how I to the computer. So I guess that's what I mean. Like, as far as an email, you guys read my emails. It says, yeah. you know, monkey soldier boy pony dick. You know, it's like my emails are, are, yeah. are from a baboon's hands, you know? so Why is that, though? Because they're no, so like, disposable and fast? Emails are disposable. Uh, unless, yeah. like I said, I, I could read you the email I wrote to Bernie Sanders' campaign manager. I was very thoughtful with that. Didn't write it out mm. freehand, but I probably would have taken less time doing it if I wrote it out freehand first, because the amount of time it took mm. my eyes to scan over that. Oh, 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 oh. The Claire, <laughs> Claire. Um Would have taken the amount of time if. Uh, if I, because it's just a weird, yeah. it's just the way I, I process. Casey, you make a good point. Mm-hmm. I was giving these kids a pass, but I just don't. I it's not for me to say. I don't know how they're going to learn, and I I don't think it's fair for me to say they will lose a creative edge because of it. They'll just, I think, as human beings, a creative person is going to find a way to be creative. Yeah. Uh, no, and that's just that was me thinking of my own process. I don't write cursive. If I did, it looked like. It looked when I was in third grade. Like, I haven't progressed in that, like, penmanship aspect. But, like, Ashley learned calligraphy from her grandmother. Like, so it's just one of those uh, things. It's like that becomes a rare art, art form than, you know what I mean? It just is a, a larger distant a gap between, like, oh, man, I just... Like, some people aren't, like, super artistic or creative, so it was like, well, the only way to find out you have nice handwriting is if you are taught how to write right. ni- nicely, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay, fuck you, you're another cog in the system, type something. Right, faster, and calligraphy is beautiful, and, like, certain characters in languages are beautiful, like, in Eastern languages and stuff, you're like, holy shit, and even just watching somebody create those characters, for me... I don't know if you call how you'd call the characters. You'd call it in Mandarin or Chinese or whatever. You're just like, mm-hmm. fuck, that is like impressive. Um, how do you think Buchanan smelled? Mm. Ooh, God. Like, uh, uh, saddle oil, dust, and oranges. A little lilac in there. It's funny. I was gonna say some type of like, like a potpourri, like a citrusy. Like, uh, 
you know, like the way like, uh, you know, people used to think that like putting flowers over your nose would stop the plague. I feel like he always right, just had yeah. flowers around him just so, you know, he was he was trying to cover up some shit. I'll tell you that. Wink. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was. Hence the flowers. <laughs> I don't know what that would cover up. They're sorry, like, not sorry. They're like, I thought I think I thought Buchanan was gay. But then did you see how many flowers he had on him? Straight as an oh, arrow. Man. <laughs> that guy doesn't stick of the plague, I tell you that much. <laughs> oh my god. Did we uh did we hit all the points? Did I did I jump on anybody's um um Well we missed Reagan. Oh well yeah. stop it. Fucking, he smells like smells like a red sugar. <laughs> Dirty diaper. He smells like Burn prescription, sugar. like uh, stale urine smell. Guys, go in your bathroom and open up a, a thing of Tylenol and just take a whiff of what that bottle <laughs> smells like. Sharp. Reagan smells like piss and old pills. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, he smells like an old folks home. Not to begrudge old folks yeah, and oh, their yeah. homes. But no, just we that, all like, know. What, we all know. Whatever that is. It's Whatever that. that smell is. He smells like decay, an adjustable bed. Whatever, like... Just a fucking unturned bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and we forget, like, Bill Clinton smelled, you know, like a, like a, like, like a room. Bill Clinton smelled like that one room Jeffrey Dahmer used to take prostitutes into before he started <laughs> killing them. We all know it. It smelled like, like greasy sex. <laughs> yeah, no. He's like, you take the stack of scents we just described from the previous presidents and like shuffle them together like a deck of cards. He's what? got a lot of aqua velva. He's got a little bit of sick. He's got a little bit of like saddle tramp. Do you think and do you think it's a niche enough thing and a funky enough thing Let's talk Etsy here that, you know, how you can buy like a big pack of like uh, essential oils. Do you think you could mm-hmm. s- get a full pack of presidential Ooh, a essentials, a full rack and just have their man. picture on it and be like, this is George Washington. He smelled like a horse tail. This is John Adams. Mm-hmm. He smelled like the Potomac and, get a little bit of like you know, chlamydia chicory in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, this is, um, I don't know. Jane you're on to something. Monroe, you're being, he smells like rust. You're being very thoughtful. Like, I'm just like, can we get 40 plus just essential oil scents? And I'm just going to stick a fucking president on the first one that I'm like, Ooh, what's this? <laughs> Blackberry? I, I don't know. James Monroe. Yeah. I mean, you're in it to make a buck. I'm in it to... Uh, your scent journey. For accuracy. Your jelly belly. I'm smelly belly or whatever those grossies are. <laughs> oh man! Right, exactly. The one that tastes like cat food. Miller Ew. Fillmore it's smells butter- like buttered popcorn. <laughs> Franklin Pierce smells like vomit. <laughs> cat puke. But a little minty with a hint of mint. A little mint and vomit. That is funny. Oh my god! Because let's be, let some presents smell good, like we talked about floral Buchanan. So you don't know. We mm-hmm. don't. It's just their image. You don't know if you're gonna get a stinker, or a <laughs> stinker, uh, or a 
A winker. I don't Ooh, know. Ooh, that was Hoover. Mm, it smells like a burning tire. Because <laughs> that's what my family had to eat for dinner, you son of a bitch. <laughs> burning rubber. Oh, old rubbery Hoover. Brilliant. All right. Get on that. That would sell. Very niche market. Yeah. So I'm selling, I'm literally selling it to myself. I'll forget that I did it. I'll go on Etsy and I'll go, who's this guy? Nice. Niche market of one. No, you do, Hansi, you do a couple sets of five. Yeah. You do the high, yeah. early the early yeah, set of five highlights. Yeah, group them. And then group you can have the full, full cascade. You give them a little bit of a discount and you get the full the full armada. It's like the presidential pet. You're you're not far off. The presidential Pez dispenser collection started just that way. They started with the hits. You can get a Washington, Lincoln, a JFK, and an FDR. And I went, oh, that's cool. And then they went with their second tier. You can get a Jefferson and Adams, uh, a Nixon, like the the namers. And then yeah. us presidential fiends were like, how good would it be to have a no-name president? Like, give me a Garfield. So then they release the yeah. whole goddamn gamut. And then they have so them all. The, you start with your, your Mount Rushmore suite. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And then that's how you test the market. And if people are into it, then you give them, like, a little bit more. You can go with give the Founding Fathers. Founding Fathers. Frontier, the, uh, your Frontier Champions. Then you can get your Lincoln. Your Hickories, right? Yep. Your... Andrew Jackson. Okay. Yeah. He smelled Andy like Jay. like a coppery blood smell. Smell like a the old, he smelled like a surgery. You get the Some old bad boys steak? bunch. Oh yeah, the bad boys. Warren <laughs> G. Uh, That's oh. for when you're going out. Oh so Ooh, I better better break up my bad boys. I like I like where <laughs> you're going with G. bad boys, Henning, and not a little Gra- Ulysses Grant. Right, yeah. <laughs> Bad Boys would be like Johnson, U.S. Nixon. Grant, LBJ, Harding, um, but I'm not talking, we don't want to talk about like the, like, literally like the, um... And you know who probably Andrew would Jackson have the best stuff. scent of the whole suite? Andrew Johnson. He was a tailor, with whatever that means. He was. You know, that's how you sling like a little labor. knowledge at him. You're like, this one, this one smells so good. And you're like, he was a piece of shit, by the way. Oh yeah, right. It smelled like uh, what's a good smell? Fried chicken is a good smell, I guess. <laughs> well, that's his <laughs> smell. Now. He's got a good smell. He's got a good smell. Andrew um, Johnson is so hot right now, surging he, in popularity uh, now that again, yeah. Now that another one has been impeached, he's like. Doing his like choreographed swim in the lake of fire, like just yeah, he's up tap in dancing on cool too. <laughs> not that, not that he's like being redeemed as a bad president. He's just like fucking people are talking about me, and thank God, <laughs> Christ, I'm relevant. <laughs> kind that's of. All, that's all any of those. My old ears bastards are burning. Wanted. Yeah. Well, we had a lot of topical stuff to talk about, and we hit all the pertinent stuff, mm-hmm. including. 19th century president since and Ted Bundy has a brother named Rich. Rich Bundy. <laughs> Rich Bundy. Look him up. Give him a call. Give him a holler. He's haunted. I didn't get into it, but he's haunted. I don't... I can't, brother? I can't expound on. upon it. He's not successful. 
he just lives with all these cats. He's exactly like you can't you can't write it longhand better. Like if you're like, oh man, I should write a story about like what if Ted Bundy had a brother and his brother would like had to come to terms with like his serial killer brother. Like oh man, it might have messed up his life. You couldn't write it. He lives in a fucking camper full of magazines and cats. cats. And he there's a house. Yeah, no. So there's a house. Like he owns a house, but he lives in the camper behind it. <laughs> I'm not good enough for a house. Man, man, man. My brother's a monster. There and and I I know. I mean, somebody's got to say hit the button, but guys, look it up or I'll send it to you. The most beautifully juxtaposed image I've yet seen is they talk about how Ted Bundy had these very bizarre near superhuman abilities they're like he could run freakishly fast he could jump freakishly high there was a moment where this woman's talking about how she was this this daughter of the woman he was dating she's like we were having a conversation in um what we called the library and something jostled behind him and a little figurine fell off the shelf and without losing contact with me or stopping conversation, he just reached behind himself and grabbed this falling figurine and caught it and set it on the table. Uh, it's like, oh, that's what? spooky. But then it cut to Bundy a picture. Sense. The Bundy sense. It cut to a picture of him in this beautiful meadow. Almost like there's this famous picture of the Beatles where they all have beards and like crazy hats mm-hmm. and they're in this like beautiful meadow. And he is clicking his heels and he must be jumping in the air two and a half feet. So it's like a joyous Bundy, almost like a Gallagher looking Bundy, clicking his yeah. heels in this gorgeous meadow with this crazy smile on his face. But he's Ted fucking Bundy. It is. Yeah. It is. It invokes a very bizarre feeling in you when you see it. Joyous Bundy. Joyous. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, I really let the steam out of that. I mean, it was a story that went nowhere, right? Like, can I describe a picture to you? I'm going to send you anyway. Ted Which, Bunny sure can jump high. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's end with this. Andy you smelled know, of, on top of the other things he did. He smelled of wildflowers. How high do you think Ted Bundy could jump? <laughs> Real high. <laughs> yeah, there's the, conver- there's the Midwest conversation right there. That's the answer to, I don't know, real high. Can oh, we yeah. put a pin in this There's conversation for next week when we talk about how high we can think various serial killers can jump? Absolutely. Who would win in a foot race, Ted Bundy or the Boston Strangler? <laughs> the Boston Strangler? Oh, man, he could run. That guy could run. Real fire. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the episode. I got a little treat for you. It's a little raw. I'm not going to put any background jizz or jazz to it, but uh, it pertains. So let's, here we go. Uh, it it's in song, but it, I don't know how that'll sound. Hmm, jeez, what's that I smell? Could it be a founding father roasting in hell? Hey, yuck, what's in my nose? 
could it be the aftershave of one of our present bros? But <laughs> that didn't work. All right. Oh, it was early, so I'll take it again. Hmm. Jeez. What's that I smell? Could it be a founding father roasting in hell? Hey. Yeah. What's in my nose? Could it be the aftershave of our present bros? But really, my friends, what the hell stinks? I think it might be the odorous musk of the presidinks. George Washington, he smelled of wisdom and, wisdom and truth. But that was obviously overwhelmed by his rotten tooth. Next came Adams, he smelled like he's fat. And Jefferson wrote many letters just about that. There's Jamie Madison, he smelled like a boot. But that was overwhelmed by Mon Monroe's doctor and this toot. John Quincy Adams, that hairy abolitionist, he smelled like a man who ate some crab biscuit chips. Andrew Jackson smelled like rage and cheese. Marty Van Buren's must float in on the breeze. William Henry Harrison smelled corpsey really quick. Succeeded by Tyler with a stench that made me sick. James K. Smokes Polk smelled like Al Bundy's toilet. Zachary Taylor smelled like buttermilk that spoiled it. It killed him. Millard Fillmore, ranker than a French whore. James Buchanan, right behind a closet door. Now we are at Lincoln. Of course that man was stinking. And yet he freed the slaves en masse, even though he smelled of foot and ass. Now, my friends, we've hit seventeen. So let's make the next ones nice and lean. Andrew Johnson smelled like a Johnson. U.S. Grant like old pants. Ruthie Hayes, old lunch trays. Jamie Garfield, he made his barf yield. Arthur A. Chest, milk from a breast. Glover Cleave, of course a steamer. Dropping deuces, a Cleveland reamer. P. You, Harrison's embarrassing, McKinley beef, Roosevelt a city queef, Willie Taft like a tub full of sweat, and Woody Wills coffee breath, you bet. Warren G. Harding, he's my favorite, I breathe him in, and then I savor it. Calvin Coolidge, he smells a bit stale, then there's Hoover burning tires for sale. Frank D. Roosevelt, you know the farts he dealt. Truman, atomic whiskey. I like Ike's stench frisky. <laughs> JFK, like Old Spice Spray. LBJ took a shit today. Richard Nixon, a fish dinner he's a fixin'. Jerry Ford, good lord, take a bath. James Earl Carter, I mean, come on, he's a peanut hippie farter. Then there's Reagan, comma, Ron. <laughs> oh, wait. Then there's Reagan. Cameron, surprise yo, it's only reefer, man. H.W. Bush smells like the war, and Slick Willie smelled slippery to the core. Georgie W. wore crimes tobacco chew. Barack Hussein Obama smelled like yo mama. And Donald John Trump smells like a sunburned dump. And that, my friends, is the catalog of the president's presidential fog. There you go.